What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Conflict of Interest. I'm your host, the real Dan Kelly. Pop the merch, guys. BIBFanshop.com. You can find this sweater humble and hungry. If you guys don't know me, I'm the humblest person I know. And I can always go for a bite to eat. But, you know, th- this applies to the career. It applies to the broadcasting side. And to my left, of course, I have the man who is always wrong. But we, we keep him around, you know. Akeem Richards, how you doing on this beautiful Tuesday? Uh, I am doing lovely, Mr. Dan Kelly, A. Rich, Akeem Richards. You know how the saying goes by now. If you don't know me, please get to know me. This is the conflict of interest. So a little bit about the conflict of interest, if you guys are unaware. This was a podcast done by myself and Akeem last year. It wasn't an every week thing, but... You know, we decided it was about time it should be. We wanted to bring it live because this is more of a debate show. It's not like everything else you're going to see from Built in Buffalo where, you know, guys kind of talk about similar things. Me and Akeem go all around the league. There's 32 teams in the NFL, not just the Buffalo Bills. And the point of this show is to debate. Maybe sometimes I'm right. Maybe sometimes Akeem's right. We We can change our opinions based on the fact that we disagree. Sometimes it's friendly. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes we, we, we get a little we get a little in each other's face. Isn't that right, Akeem? And, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, sometimes agreeing all the time gets boring. We like to spice it up a bit. And it's okay to disagree as long as you're knowledgeable behind your stance. Yeah, and, and you got the tagline right there. It's okay to disagree. It's all about understanding the other person's perspective. But Rich, before we get into disagreeing and conflicts, we have to go over what the Buffalo Bills did do yesterday. And and you know what they did, Rich, is they they looked around the division, which is a little surprising because they don't do that quite often. But they did. They go out and sign Duke Johnson, former Miami Dolphins running back, and Jamison Crowder, former New York Jets wide receiver. Do you have any thoughts on either Johnson or Crowder? We know they're both one-year deals. Uh, Jamison Crowder, one year, $4 million deal. Uh, and we got Duke Johnson, one year, $1.2 million deal. I think, I think we, uh, we added more toys. It's about adding more toys and more pieces to Josh Allen. We want the Buffalo Bills offense to be the biggest headache in the NFL and to add complimentary pieces. It, it, it's beneficial for the Bills offense. And I really, really like, uh, starting off with the Jamison Crowder addition. Last year with the New York Jets, only starting uh, limited games, 51 receptions, 447 yards, two touchdowns. We're talking about a a very versatile slot guy that also offers uh, kick and punt return duties. 86 uh, punt returns for his career, 21 kick returns for his career. So I really like the addition of of Jamison Crowder. Uh, Getting to Duke Johnson, Duke Johnson is a guy that had 188 receptions his first three years in the National Football League. Uh, in 20, Just in 2019, 74 receptions, 693 yards, seven total touchdowns, 1,000 yards from scrimmage. So I know we don't have J.D. McKissick, but Duke Johnson definitely offers some receiving versatility coming out the backfield. And I really, really like both of these acquisitions for the Buffalo Bills. It, it, it's a start for sure. And, and the Buffalo Bills... Uh, in the words of Brandon Bean on a on a conversation with Pat McAfee yesterday, 
they're they're spending money that they find between the couch cushions right now, Akeem. Yeah. After after loading up on Von Miller, who we will get to later, do not worry about that. I just want to shout out everybody in the chat for coming out to the Conflict of Interest debut. We got Peter DiBiase, John, David, Kate, Kim. We love having you around. David saying he wants to see us live more often. Well, you got it, David. We're going to be live every Tuesday, 8.30. Lone Wolf, I appreciate you. However, your comment is not staying up because of that one. <laughs> we got Mike, and we appreciate all of you. Thank you very much. And, and you're right, Rich. It, it helps. Duke Johnson, Jamison Crowder. You mentioned 2019 was the best year for Duke Johnson. That's true. If you look yep. at the numbers, it's, it's pretty crazy. We got 410 rushing yards. And I believe it looks like 410 receiving yards. Does, does that add up? Pretty crazy that he, that he matched that. But <laughs> Jamison Crowder from the New York Jets, Yes, it, it really goes back to the fact that every wide receiver that has played with Josh Allen, minus Kelvin Benjamin, I believe is the only one mm -hmm. who did not have a career year with Josh Allen as his quarterback. And he's also a guy, Jamison Crowder, who has stayed relatively healthy throughout his career. He's played in 16 games. It looks like three times, 15 games once. Now, is he going to be your Cole Beasley replacement? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I, I think it's going to be, you know, a duty between him and McKenzie to be able to do that. Does he offer, does Jamison Crowder offer things that Cole Beasley doesn't? What do you, what, what do you think about the, the Cole Beasley ascent, uh, essentially being replaced by Jamison Crowder? What does he bring to the table that, we could be excited for that maybe Cole Beasley didn't bring to the table. It, it, it's a simple answer. And if you guys don't see underneath me, there's a little bit of a lightning bolt. And that signifies uh, the conflict of interest, but it also signifies speed, A. Rich. Yes. And Cole Beasley does not have any of that right now at his age. He's kind of a guy who can just catch the ball and go down. Now, a sure pair of hands is nothing to scoff at. Right. But if you guys are unaware, I, I haven't been on the Cole Beasley train since last year. Kind of wanted the younger guys to to get some playing time. And Jamison Crowder, not a younger guy. He's at 28 years old. I, I don't know if he's going to be 29 when the season starts or not. But either or, he's faster than Cole Beasley. Yep. And, and he, he offers more in that aspect. The Bills need speed in every way. That's why they went out and got Duke Johnson. Yep. I was nervous to talk about Duke Johnson today, Rich, because he still hadn't signed up until about 45 minutes to about an hour ago mm. when when it was announced. So we're not going to have a J.D. McKissick situation. Thank the, God. the Bills with some interesting moves. Interesting moves indeed. And, uh, again, most definitely. Uh, Jamison Crowder, I like what you said. I think he he provides a presence that Cole Beasley didn't bring in terms of yak, uh, yak yardage, right? He's a little more physical at the point of attack. He's a little tougher to bring down. Uh, I really like Jameson Crowder's physicality, even from a smaller stature. I don't think he's as defined a route runner as Cole Beasley, right? But he does make up some things with his speed and his quickness and his physicality. So it's definitely an interesting signing for the Bills, and I think it's a good one. Yeah, and and it's a guy who's performed well against the Bills, too, in certain yes. games. You, you hear his name coming up, obviously former uh, Washington commander as well. He's been a guy that that just kind of needs an opportunity, and maybe yep. maybe it's with Buffalo that it works. Yep. Now, if you guys are unaware, Rich Rich has a show with Built in Buffalo, and if you're if you're not catching it, be sure to catch it every Saturday. That's Billsology, and you've already talked about it, but we're gonna talk some more, Rich, because cool. we need to. It's Von Miller, 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 uh, Biller, Miller. That's who it is. Von, <laughs> Von Biller, six Von years. Biller. 
$120 million. I didn't come up with that. I'm not that clever, guys. That's, of course, from the NFL official social media on Facebook. But a massive deal, right? On the surface, it's six years, $120 million. Mm-hmm. We know if you crunch back the numbers, it's $17.5 million per year. Mm-hmm. It's being said to be a three-year deal worth $58 million. Now, Rich, you were on the train of Chandler Jones to the Bills. And yes. I asked you, I asked you before we rem- started, mm-hmm. is it, would you be happy if the Bills got a Von Miller instead of a Chandler Jones? And you said you'd be happy, but you did want Chandler Jones more. So we saw yes. Chandler Jones go to the Raiders and not long after the Bills scoop up Von Miller. Tell me your immediate thoughts when it happened and how you're feeling now. Uh, immediate thoughts when it happened, you saw the contract, six years, 120. That's the first thing you saw. So the first immediate impression, where the hell did the Bills get all this money from to make this happen? <laughs> first of all, great, I, great question. I, I thought the Buffalo Bills didn't have any money, but we saw Chandler Jones signed to the Las Vegas Ra- Raiders a few hours earlier, right? So it was like, dog, uh, I, I was a little down. I was a little concerned with what the Buffalo Bills was going to do. Are we going to see uh, uh, reuniting with Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes again? I was I was a little concerned. I don't mind Jerry Hughes, but it was underwhelming. And then the Von Miller uh, news hit me, and I was ext- I was ecstatic. I was very happy to to add a Von Miller. We're talking about a big name, household name that is still a a presence in terms of getting to the quarterback. So uh, I wanted Chandler Jones, but I'm happy for another big name in Von Miller, and I was happy with the acquisition. Six years, 120. You're right. That's the first reaction is – you sure it's the Bills? Like yep. I, I don't know if you're if you're reporting about the right team, but they go out and get him, man. And and it's about it's about competing right now, Rich. Josh yes. Allen's contract does not balloon up until next season. Yes. So what Brandon Bean has done is, while he was not paying his quarterback a massive amount of money, he built around him the best way he knew how. And this was the last possible time that they could do something like this because after this. And, and I hate to burst everybody's bubble, but Brandon Bean is a magician. But I don't know how much more big deals are going to be getting done in Buffalo within these next couple of years. And we have to praise him, right? Because he understands, obviously, being a GM, the contract details with each and every player. And he also recognizes the moment for this Buffalo Bills team. The time is now. Our moment, our window is now. So let's try to go ahead and execute within this window while we have that chance. So I have to salute Brandon Bean for for understanding and recognizing the Bills' time is indeed now. Exactly. And, and Rich, if you don't remember, I can take you back to a conversation you and I had on any, on a pregame show last season. Mm-hmm. And it was when the Buffalo Bills offensive line was struggling. And you you asked, hey, you know, how much do we blame Brandon Bean for, for putting this roster together? And how much blame goes on the GM? So I know you were feeling that way at one time, but you, you've seen what he's done. Obviously, it's not all on him. But what are right. your thoughts on Brandon Bean right now? We have to it's, – it's about what you've done for me lately, right? Okay. <laughs> and what you've done for me lately is provided Von Miller. You provided Roger Saffold. You provided Tim Settle. You re-signed Isaiah McKenzie and Cyron Neal. You brought in Jamison Crowder after you said in a press conference that we probably wouldn't be getting too much guys. Don't don't worry. Don't look for any more guys. So 
what he's done for me lately is provided a whole bunch of players that that are are good players, good pieces, and and quality depth guys to go and run and compete for a Super Bowl. O.J. Howard, Daquan Jones, Shaq Lawson, Jordan Phillips. I mean, the list goes on. And what he's put done for me lately, I'm very, very happy and pleased that uh, Brandon Bean is our general manager. Yeah, Sha- Shaq Lawson and, and Davis, man, it really feels like in a way they came like, Please, sir, can I have some more? Can I have some more time with the Bills? <laughs> and and they, they got their wish. They came back. I want to give a shout-out to some more comments here from Why the Magic Bean. It's true. He is a yep. magician. Yep. David, talking about Von Miller, committed to three years for a Super Bowl run. Most important is the experience at the position in the meeting room. The mm-hmm. young bucks are going to be even better with Von teaching them. Not only that, David, but Von is a finisher. And the Buffalo yes. Bills have not had a finisher since Mario Williams went to the Miami Dolphins a couple, many, many years ago. Let's go yes. with that. Because yes. Jerry Hughes is unable to finish nowadays. Laurel with the win now. That's that's the motto right now in Buffalo. It's a win now. Mr. Correct. Diggs saying, your brother or your son, I, I don't know how you're related to Stefan, but he's going to have an extension for eight years also. Hey, we hope. We hope for sure. And Daniel out here is not even considering Von Miller as a possibility, but Bean got Correct. it done. Is that the biggest signing in uh, Buffalo Bills history in the terms of free agency, Rich? Uh, it's close. It's it's definitely between. It's close? It's definitely between him and Mario Williams. I no. think, Mar- no, I no, think no, Mario no, Williams, no, no. Mario Williams was, a, was big. Mario conflict Williams- of interest. We have to disagree on this right now, Rich, because I am not yeah. on board with you. Really? Why is that? Go ahead. Let me hear your stance. Okay. Von Miller has been Mm -hmm. in the league a decade plus right now, a Mm -hmm. two-time Super Bowl champion, 115 and a half career sacks, a guy who has proven he can win in in different situations. He won in Denver, was traded to the Rams. He didn't now, do we know if Von Miller asked for a trade from the Rams? We or from the uh, Broncos? We don't know. We do know he was shipped to the Rams. Did he have a say in it? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But he goes there. He proves he can win. Now he comes to Buffalo. It's it's insane because he chose Buffalo over L.A. Okay, Mario Williams chose Buffalo over Houston. It's a little bit different because I the, wh- go ahead. Go ahead. While the Bills weren't that good at that time, Houston was. A dumpster fire. And but you said it, but you said it right there. Mario Williams, uh, a former number one overall pick, elected to come to Buffalo when nobody was coming to Buffalo at that time. The Buffalo Bills and Mario Williams, he provided some type of relevancy to the organization and he provided a pass rushing presence at a time where we thought nobody would come to Buffalo. Now, I understand Von Miller. Von Miller is a big acquisition, but right now the Buffalo Bills are indeed a, a landing destination for, for impact players. So I'm not shocked that we landed Von Miller at this time because the Buffalo Bills are indeed a good football team and the Buffalo Bills have an infectious person and his name is number 17, Josh Allen. Now, Rich, I'm about to take you to school right, because... Because did I say that Von Miller was the best player the Bills have signed? Or did I say that he's the biggest name? Because Von Miller, the guy, the player, Mm -hmm. the all-pro superstar, is the biggest name in Buffalo Bills free agency history the way they signed him. Now, Mario, 
All, all credit due to Mario Williams because Mario Williams' contract at the time was the largest deal in NFL history for a defensive player. And I remember when it happened. Mm-hmm. But Von Miller is is a bigger acquisition. He may not he may not reach the level of Mario Williams. I mean, I think a lot of people would be disappointed. A lot a lot of people would be disappointed because Von Miller. But man, I, I really don't see your argument here because Von Miller has just he has it, and Mario had it, but he didn't have it the way that Von Miller has it. Ah, uh, that's tough. So so all right. So so question before you move on. Prime Prime Mario Williams or Prime Von Miller? Who are you taking? Prime Von Miller. Prime Von Miller. Okay. Every day. Every okay. day. All right. Von, Von Miller stopped Tom Brady from winning another Super Bowl. The same the same way that Peyton Manning was was a part of of that. You know, Peyton Manning obviously was the quarterback of the Denver Broncos while Von Miller was was doing his thing out there. But Von Miller's a reason that Tom Brady doesn't have another ring. And okay. I, I just think, man, I, I don't know how you can go that route. I know Mario was – he was great for two years, Rich. Of that contract, he was great for two years. Was he great for all six or five, however long he spent with the, with the Buffalo Bills? I have to look back at his sacks. I know he had back-to-back multiple sack seasons, and we hope that Von Miller can have multiple sack seasons. We hope Von Miller could be – uh, as productive as Mario Williams was early on in his career, we'll definitely see. And results matter, right? I think this question could be better answered once the results are in. The Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, are are an elite team that may be expected to go to and win the Super Bowl. Those expectations are high, and Von Miller, along with Josh Allen, are leading in those expectations for the Buffalo Bills team. So results matter, and we'll see where it goes. If they get a Super Bowl, we can call it the argument over and that the real Dan Kelly wins. But a comment from Lone Wolf here. We'll see. All we'll the see. paper headlines read Super Mario. Remember that? I do remember that. And and Super Mario is because of his name being Mario Williams, not because of the fact that he played for the Bills. And I just took you to Von Billerland, Lone Wolf. So <laughs> you got you gotta you gotta come with me in this. Um I I agree. I, I can I can agree with some of your points, but disagree with others, Rich. And course, and I see course. where you're going. And and I think I think it's closer maybe than I'm giving credit for. But you said something in there that I I need to go back to really quick. You said you were not surprised that the Bills got Von Miller. No. But you also said you were surprised. Were you just surprised at the cap number that he got? I was surprised. I was surprised that we could afford him. At okay. that number, I'm not surprised that we actually got him on the team. If we're able to pay you, I expect Bills players to come. And if Bills and if players aren't expecting large contracts like the Buffalo Bills claim that they wasn't afford to give, then I think it's reasonable chance that you can come to this Buffalo Bills team. And I want I just want to point out one thing with the, in the Buffalo Bills uniform, Buffalo Bills uh, Mario Williams twenty. A uh, couple of uh, four years with the Buffalo Bills. 2012, Mario Williams had 10 and a half sacks. 2013, Mario Williams had 13 sacks. 2014, Mario Williams had 14 and a half sacks for the Buffalo Bills before he before he uh, declined in 2015 with only five sacks. So he had three very very good years with the Buffalo Bills. All right, Rich. Do you want to hear Von Miller's uh, sack numbers? No. 
2018, no, 14 and a half, 2017, 10, 2016, 13 and a half, 2015, 11, 2014, 14, and his high was 18 and a half, 115 career sacks. I don't want to give any any flack to Mario Williams. He was on he was on the Buffalo Bills team when the offense was not not a highlight in in, in as little words as I can put it to. And right. how about this comment from why? Von Miller's a first ballot Hall of Famer player right now. Is Mario Williams? That's a hundred percent correct. That is, I agree with that statement a hundred percent. But me personally, me personally, I'm more concerned with what he does with the Buffalo. Yeah, and, Bills. And, and you mentioned it. And you mentioned it. It's about what you do for me lately, not what you've mm -hmm. done. And I and I can agree with that. But I can also agree with the fact that Rich, you're wrong. You know, it, it okay, happens hey, here. Hey, it, it happens. It happens. You 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 may pose a, a a very good argument, especially with the latest acquisition, Von Miller. And I'm comfortable with that. You're my brother. Let's go. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's been 22 minutes, and and we've we've disagreed once, but Rich, it, it's not about once. We got to keep this going, and I want you to take over with this topic because this one's all you, man. I want you to read it for the people. Conflict. The Raiders will be legit contenders next year. Um, I have to agree with this. I do think I am the one person that do think the Las Vegas Raiders can be contenders this year. And uh, I'm going to explain why. Uh, I think beyond beyond the Kansas City Chiefs, they have a chance to be possibly the second best team in the AFC West. You have a guy in Derek Carr who had a 68% completion percentage last season, 4,800 yards, 23 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. You have a guy in Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, the longtime New England Patriots off, uh, offensive coordinator. The last time he was a head coach and he did a horrible job selecting Tim Tebow in the first round, by the way. But the last time he was a head coach was when he was 34 years old in 2010. We are now in 2022, ladies and gentlemen. Josh McDaniels had over a decade to get better and get over and improve on the mistakes he made a decade ago with the Denver Broncos. And he's a smart man. When did he get out? He got out when the Patriots and Tom Brady uh, broke their marriage. He got out when the Buffalo Bills took took heed to the AFC East. So Josh McDaniels recognized that opportunity, and he went to a, a team with the Las Vegas Raiders that got immense talent. You just spoke about it. You have Chandler Jones on one side, and now you have Max Crosby on the other. Max Crosby, Crosby in his own right, is one of the best defensive ends in the NFL. Max Crosby in his own right, led all edge rushers in total pressures. Now you have those two combined that can be an elite force on the front four. Now you combine the offense with Hunter Renfro, who I like to compare as a bigger Cole Beasley, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller. You just signed uh, Demarcus Robinson. You have Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake in the backfield. Josh McDaniels, I think, is going to be a hell of a coach for the Las Vegas Raiders because he learned from his mistakes a decade ago, and he has the talent to, to back him up. So the Las Vegas Raiders, in my opinion, legit contenders. I love Russell Wilson, but Nathaniel Hackett is the head coach over there. 
I believe in Josh McDaniels more than Nathaniel Hackett. Bruce Staley, we know Bruce Staley uh, went for it on fourth down from his 10-yard line. I'm not sure if he improved as head coach for the for the uh, Las Vegas uh, Los Angeles Chargers. So Josh McDaniels, Las Vegas Raiders, legit contenders in the AFC West. How can you beat this? How are you going to beat this? Brand, Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. First Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. <laughs> a couple comments real quick. Uh, John disagrees with you already. Lone Wolf agrees with you because he doesn't like me, and that's fine. I, I love you, Lone Wolf. Thank you for being out here. Get to Daniel's comment in a second. I want to get to this one from Michael. Um, I, I appreciate your opinion. Everybody has it. The conflict of interest does not just focus on the Buffalo Bills. We go around the NFL. We find things to talk about. There are 32 teams in the league. So if you're if you're not interested, I, I apologize. But that's the way this show was built, and it's not just to be about the Buffalo Bills. Of course, we will talk about the Buffalo Bills each Majority and every show. Yep. But it's not going to be like the entire hour, hour and a half, however long we we go. But I want to bring up Daniel's comment here because us Dan's think alike. The real Daniel Garries, by the way. Raiders play in the division with KC, Chargers, and the Broncos with Russell Wilson. Tough division schedule out there. That's what it's about, Rich. That's mm -hmm. what it's about. You went out and get Devontae Adams, okay? Understandable. Five years, $140 million, I believe, were, were mm -hmm. the numbers on, mm -hmm. on Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. You give up not too much. Good mm -hmm. for them on that on that front please hit the like button if you haven't already we appreciate you um but that's not what it's about it's about the chargers brandon staley squad who picks up khalil mack who picks up jc jackson it's about the broncos acquiring russell wilson it's about the chiefs having patrick mahomes having travis kelsey having tyreek hill and everybody else that they have on that team it's just the fact that they're in a tough division if, if you didn't hear brandon bean in his press conference um, just last week, he said he's talking to the NFL and trying to get the Bills relocated to the NFC because it's easier to play there. <laughs> and, it, and it's true. The Raiders are just in a very tough position. And I also want to take you to Derek Carr because I think Derek Carr is, is a really good quarterback. Now, mm -hmm. is he worth $40 million to you? Uh, it remains to be seen now, right? You have a Because new that's the report. The report yeah. is that he wants 30 to $40 million per year. Now you yeah. just paid Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. You don't, I don't know exactly their cap situation. I know it's not great, especially mm -hmm. at paying a quarterback that premium. They haven't mm -hmm. said anything about Derek Carr. If, if you had to rate the quarterbacks, which we've done before and we, and we'll do it. We'll do it a lot because it just, it comes up in conversation, but Derek Carr probably sits 11 or 12, right? Can we agree on that? Maybe not quite uh, top 10. Maybe he's 10. Maybe he's 10 in some people's book, but he's maybe. probably not probably not above that, correct? He's probably in the 10 to 13 range. He could 10 be in the to 13, 10 to 13. Which yeah. is fine. But mm -hmm. is that worth 35 to $40 million per year? And if it's not, then you're working with a rookie and you kind of got to start over. You say McDaniel has had time uh, to get better. He left mm -hmm. the AFC as soon as it was getting competitive, to be honest with you, from, from, from my perspective on top of that he stiffed the colts when he agreed to join their team a couple of years ago when they decided to go with frank reich which, which is i fine. think is a smart move because okay. i think it's a smart move i think the raiders are better than the colts right now so i think this is a smart move but go ahead okay okay <laughs> <laughs> wow first of all wow <laughs> um I, I just don't think that next year is their year i, I cannot see them contending for for a are you talking Super Bowl? Are you talking playoffs? Where, where is your ceiling with this Raiders squad? I'm talking playoffs. 
I'm talking. I'm talking playoffs. I think. I think they can be competitive to 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 clinch a playoff berth in the AFC. Okay. Okay. And 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 maybe you can have that, but they're definitely not going to be contending for a, for a title. No, I, not I, I, would, I would hope not. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're going to be contending for their own division. They would have to be lucky enough to get a wild card spot, and and play play well enough for that. But Rich, you know, some sometimes disagreeing with you isn't what I want to do, and I just okay. want to talk the news. I just need I just need to get it out there. And Cleveland took its farm and said, "Houston, this is yours. Do with it what you please." Now, the Texans can have a quick turnaround from this, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what what do they acquire? If you guys were were unaware of the trade details, they have changed. Okay, the trade. For Deshaun Watson, the details have changed, and I want to bring them up for you right now just so you know exactly what happened. If you're unaware, Cleveland trades for Deshaun Watson also gives him the highest paid contract ever, fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. Do you know how much money it was, Rich, off which, the top of your head? Which is which is kind of crazy. Was it uh was it over? I know it was over 200 mil. $230 dollars. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. So here is the official trade for Deshaun Watson. A first-round pick in 2022, 2023, and 2024. That's three first-round picks. A mm-hmm. third-round pick in 2023, mm-hmm. excuse me, and two fourth-round picks in 2022 and 2024. Originally, mm-hmm. those two fourth-round picks were actually one fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. So it seems that the um the Texans wanted a little bit more and they got it. Two fourth round it. picks and they received Deshaun Watson and a sixth round pick. Yeah. Initial yeah. thoughts on the deal, Rich. Oh, uh, I I Cleveland got better. Cleveland got better. I hated the move personally because now you're you're keeping another uh, uh, elite quarterback in the AFC in the AFC conference. It's as competitive as ever. You have Josh Allen, you have Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. How could I forget Patrick Mahomes? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I want to forget him, (laughs) but but I can't. Right. So it's just like, it's just elite quarterback play in the AFC conference. And I, and I, and I just wish he went to the NFC. That's my thoughts. Uh, Cleveland Browns are in my opinion now, an immediate contender. How good would they be? It remains to be seen how good they would be compared to the rest of the AFC conference in its totality. But the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals better watch out. The Cincinnati Bengals better watch out. I think I think Cleveland has a has a, a, a good enough roster to do some damage in that division. So it's it's the second biggest trade in NFL history. The second biggest trade. Ooh, is he? Shout out to you for the super chat. Ooh, ooh. He, he says don't include Lamar in the elite quarterbacks. Um, ooh, is he? I got to. I got to. E- though, bro. Everybody <laughs> has an opinion, and I don't want to discredit anyone's opinion. But Lamar Jackson did win an MVP as as a quarterback. Now you can say maybe he's not the most accurate quarterback in the league, and and maybe I'll agree with you there. But elite quarterbacks, I think he's definitely still on that list. Maybe not 
as high as a rich put him, especially ahead of Patrick Mahomes. But I don't think he was going through rankings there. I think he was no, just, not at all. He just was name, just, just naming off, off the top of his head. Just naming them off. <laughs> so it, it's just, man, it, it's crazy, right? And and I don't want to talk about it as much as I do want to talk about it. The Deshaun Watson case goes to court, right? We all know that. It's not a criminal charge. And that's what that's the major thing here, Rich, is the fact that it's not a criminal charge. And he was found not guilty. So to everybody posting on social media about the, the memes and the gifts, I, I understand it. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's it's technically not true because he was proven innocent. Until you're proven guilty, you are innocent. He was not proven guilty. And that's what the NFL teams were looking at, Rich. They were waiting to see if there was a criminal charge. And there wasn't. So they give him this contract. But but the details Crazy. are weird, Rich, right? Yes. Because if you didn't see next year for 2022, I believe that that would be this season. Two million. He's only he's only paid $1 million. $1 million. And, and the reason for that, if you guys are unaware in the chat, is uh, he could be suspended by the NFL. And, and he may. Now, how, how much is he going to be suspended? We don't know. Could it be one game? Yes. Could it be two, three, four, five, 12, 16, life? It could be anything. Whatever yep. Roger Goodell deems fit. Right. We, we can't guess because Roger Goodell is not consistent with his suspensions. Ever. Right. Right. So now if he plays, just how good is Cleveland? Do you think they compete for a Super Bowl with him? I don't think I don't think they're gonna compete for a Super Bowl. I, they're they're another team competing for another uh, a playoff berth in that division. That division is up in the air as well. Pittsburgh is not the same. Uh, Baltimore is trying to battle back. They're going to try to bounce back from the uh, the division. Baltimore's always good. I always think they're going to like fall off a little bit, and then like John Harbaugh, one, one of the one of the best head coaches in the NFL, in my opinion. Here they come. So Cincinnati, Cincinnati's the the favorite, being that they made the Super Bowl, but. They're going to have their hands full. There's a new season. Everybody's healthy again. Uh, so we're going to see what happens. So apparently, you know, Deshaun goes there. I want to get your thoughts on something we haven't discussed, Rich. Now, if you guys are unaware, a lot of planning goes into these shows. But sometimes I got I got to take you on a whirlwind, Rich. And we're going quarterback, and I think you probably know where we're headed just with me saying that. But it's about the Baker. Baker mm. Mayfield. He's in Cleveland right now, correct? Yes, that is correct. He's not been traded. So the Browns, there's a report coming out. If you guys are unaware, I'm going to go through this whole situation for you. And a couple weeks ago, it was said that the Browns did not want Baker Mayfield. He was not a, quote, adult, and they wanted somebody more mature to play quarterback. Now, that that's what came out. So Baker, here's, here's about it. And he puts out his own his own little post thanking the Browns fans, thanking the organization, all this. Everybody's like, okay, he's getting traded. So then it comes out that they're interested in Deshaun Watson. So Baker says, hey, trade me. They say, no, we're not trading you. You're, you're stuck here right now. So they, they supposedly lose the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, if you guys aren't aware that this was news. And it was down to Atlanta and Carolina mm -hmm. to get Baker Mayfield, uh, to get Deshaun Watson, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's announced that Deshaun Watson is going to Cleveland and now Baker's stuck there. And then they trade a quarterback, Rich, they trade a quarterback, but they don't trade Baker Mayfield. They trade Case Keenum to the Buffalo Bills. Yes, Hell sir. Of a pickup. Hell, Hell of a pickup. In my opinion. Yes, sir. A guy who has chemistry with Stefan Diggs, a guy who I would trust to be the backup quarterback. You sign Matt Barkley. It's Josh Allen's best friend. Bring him on the team. I don't care. Pay him a couple million to be a camp body. I don't think he's going to make the, the final roster. 
your thoughts on Baker Mayfield and a quick, a quick update on Baker and his trade, the Carolina Panthers, it has been expressed that they're uninterested in Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield has expressed he is uninterested in them. Uh, quick thoughts on Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is is a, a sitting duck right now, you know, because he was a number one overall pick, Rich. Yeah, and and that was a bad pick. It might, it's, it's starting to look like a a bad pick each and every you passing think so? day. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take you here for for a question because Shoot. Baker Baker was injured last year throughout mm-hmm. the entire year, mm-hmm. and whether it was him or whether it was the team telling him to play or him playing through it. I don't know which one it was. Mm-hmm. I think it was the wrong decision because when he's healthy, I think Baker Mayfield can be a good quarterback in the NFL. Do, do you agree with that? I think he could be, I think he could be solid. I think he could be a low end starting quarterback in this league. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think he's absolutely horrible. There are worse quarterbacks than Baker Mayfield, but at the same time, I do think he is limited. Uh, he's a small player. He's not a he's not a huge guy. He's not a big guy. He's not a physical guy. He's not uh, an athletically gifted guy. His arm is not great, you know, so he has to really thrive on on pinpoint accuracy. And if he's not pinpoint accurate, then it may be a problem for Baker Mayfield. And his stock drops even more when you have a number one receiver, Odell Beckham. And you can't get him the football. And everybody thought, everybody was thinking, who is it? Is it Odell? Is it Baker? A lot of questions started to come up about Odell. And finally, we figured out the results. Why we figured out those results? Odell Beckham gets traded to the Los Angeles uh, to Rams, and he flourishes within their offense. Now we know for sure that it was indeed Baker Mayfield the problem, right? So I think that's another reason in NFL exec, execs and people around the league are looking at that as well. So do I think he has some talent? Do I think he's the worst quarterback in the NFL? No, but it's a real sticky situation because I don't think he's that great either. So a a good question here from Lone Wolf, the first good question he's ever asked. Um, Wonder what kind of trade comp they want for Baker and what, and I'm going to take this a step further. What will they get? What do they want? Well, I'll tell you what they want. They want, whatever the best they can get is, which would probably be a first round pick. Yep. Now, is he going to go for a first round pick? I do not think so. I can tell you Jimmy Garoppolo of the San Francisco 49ers, which could be a possible destination for a Baker Mayfield trade. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, it was reported that a team offered two second round picks for Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm. Do you think two second round picks would go for Baker? No. You think it would be more or no, less? I, th- I think it would be less. Really? I think it would be less for Baker Mayfield. Give, give, I think, me, give me your trade that, that makes sense to you. Uh, 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 a, a, late, th- a late third round pick, fourth round pick for Baker That's Mayfield. That's it. That's it. Late third, fourth round pick for Baker Mayfield. First and second is out the out the question. I, th- I, think, it would question. Be, I think it would cost a second. I think it would cost at least one second. Really? I don't know. We'll I, I think so. We'll I think see. so. I mean, he, he had the, the one good year he had was really good. Brought the Browns to the playoffs, won a playoff game. You know, he he has to get some credit for some things and obviously take blame for others. If he's being a child in the locker room, I don't know how many, how many people are going to want him. But a, a quick aside on that Jimmy Garoppolo talk is uh, if you guys are unaware, Garoppolo got hurt last year at the end of the year, right? His mm-hmm. shoulder's banged up right now, Rich. 
and mm-hmm. he can have surgery whenever he wants. Could have had surgery right at the end of the season. He knows he's getting traded or he knows he's being talked about in trades. So he has not gotten shoulder surgery still to this day. And it's being reported. Of course, I, I don't have the exact details. I'm not an insider as much as I'd love to be one. Um, it's being reported that he is not getting surgery because he knows he's being traded and he wants people to like not offer for him, which is pretty I, ridiculous. I don't, I don't I, like, I don't know what's going on with that whole, whole ordeal and, and Baker Mayfield's whole thought process with the situation. Uh, hopefully he gets in a situation where he can actually be successful. But right now it's just looking like whoever's a, a, a quarterback needy team is, is probably going to offer something for Bay, Baker Mayfield eventually, depending on how the draft go. It may, it may, it may be a while. Who knows? So would but, you do this trade? A third and fourth for Baker from Kendall? I don't know, man. That's a that's a lot. That's <laughs> a me, lot. For me, that's <laughs> a lot, man. That's a lot. Right. I just fourth round pick. I'm caught, I'm I'm picking up the phone. Like, listen, I'll take Baker Mayfield for a fourth round pick. Anything fourth and fifth? You want a fourth and fifth? Sure, you can have a fourth and fifth. All right, Third and right. four? No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it because I all I, right, I, all right, all right. One so. second. One 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 second, Rich. You got to breathe between your sentences. Listen who's talking. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts goes for a third round pick. You're telling me Baker goes for less than Matt Ryan. Now, I know Matt Ryan has more accolades, more Mm -hmm. accomplishments, been to a Super Bowl, MVP, all that. Is he better than Baker Mayfield right now? Yes. Okay. So So you think it's fair to say Baker Mayfield goes... For less than what Matt Ryan went for. Yes. I don't Fourth think so. Pick. I don't think so. Don't and, think so. And, there's, and there's two reasons okay. behind it. One, one reason is that he's younger, a lot younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and and two, it's just I I don't I don't know where, where he's gonna go, to be honest, guys. I, I see you in the comments asking if Seattle? I had to, if Seahawks? I had to guess, if I had to guess, right? Carolina was one that I was thinking of. Carolina was one that I was thinking of. And then it came out that, hey, the Panthers aren't interested and Baker's not interested. Now, the Colts are being talked about. Not anymore. They get Matt Ryan. It was talked about. The reason that that wasn't going to happen was the fact that it's in the AFC and the Browns were not going to trade to the Colts. Mm -hmm. Who else is QB needy? Who can you say? Detroit, technically QB needy, but they're, they're paying Jared Goff a massive, massive amount of money. Minnesota is going to be QB needy soon. They're not QB needy yet. The Bears have their guy. The Packers have their guy. Like, where can Baker really go to, to flourish? It I can't think of a single team off the top of my head that he that he can go and, and start right away. You you mentioned Seattle, right? Seattle mm-hmm. just got Drew Locke. They they don't want to. I don't think they they want to trade for another quarterback because mm-hmm. that that's going to mess with a young guy's mind confidence. I guess. Like I guess. I don't know. I re- I really don't know. Do you have any thoughts on where Baker could land? I have no no clue. No clue. Not a clue. Houston, I guess is a possibility that that's a good call from Lone Wolf. Wow, you're you're on fire. Houston is is possible. <laughs> that would be kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Maybe the Giants? Okay, Kim. Kim says Giants. Mm-hmm. Like see some Miami, see some Miami out there. I think I don't know if they. I don't, I, I don't think Miami is is in the quarterback market right now. I think they right. want to see what they got with Tua. But Rich, right. it's 
we we've been all smiling and happy and and I'm I'm quite sick of it. So so let's get another conflict in the house. And this one's mine. This one's mine. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Conflict. Marcus Mariota makes the Falcons better. Now, before the comments blow up and say, you know, I think the Falcons are going to be this great team, I don't, okay? <laughs> I think they're going to be a bottom five to bottom 10 team in the league. But Marcus Mariota makes them better than what Matt Ryan did. Ooh. And there, there's a couple of reasons for it, okay? Matt Ryan is old, first of all. Old, an old guy. Now, he knows, he knows <laughs> how to play the QB position, but they don't have weapons around him, first of all. Mm-hmm. You, you look at Kelvin Ridley, who was out last year because of mental health. And then it turns out, you know, he was gambling on games. Now he's suspended for an entire year. Mm-hmm. The offensive line in Atlanta is absolutely putrid. I watched a couple of Falcons games last year and it was immediate pressure right away. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And, and they're kind of a, a run first offense. They're a run, a run first style kind of offense. And they ran the spread. They don't have the team that they once had. It's, it's not Roddy White. It's not Prime Julio. It's not Tony Gonzalez. It's not a team that works well with Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan is an old school quarterback. He's the last one left. We had Rivers. We had Roethlisberger. We had Peyton. We had Eli. They're all gone. All retired enjoying time with their families, perhaps to them, you know, for, for a hell of a career, Matt Ryan's managed to stick around. But the reason that this works is because Marcus Mariota reunites with head coach Arthur Smith in Tennessee. Now, if you guys don't remember, Marcus Mariota was a starter with the Tennessee Titans, a former second overall pick. I want to take you to some of his numbers in 2016 and 2017 were his best years, 3,400 and 3,200 passing yards respectively, We're looking at 26 touchdowns to nine interceptions in 2016. And then in 2017, we're looking at not so great numbers to to touchdowns. He hasn't been great at throwing touchdowns. I'll give you that. No, no, say the numbers. No, say the numbers. It's okay. We got got, got 13 touchdowns in in 2017. But you also have to remember that's a run-first style offense with Derrick Henry at running back. So so give that to him. I think Mariota is – a better style quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons offense coming in with Arthur Smith, who worked with Marcus Mariota, the only quarterback who's ever thrown a touchdown to himself in a playoff game, by the way, props to him for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I think it works the way Matt Ryan doesn't. And I need to hear your rebuttal. <sighs> Number one, I think, I think the Atlanta Falcons probably, and I know you, I know you didn't disagree with this. I think the Atlanta Falcons probably have the worst roster in the NFC, if not in the entire league. That's number one. Giants, Lions, Falcons. You already mentioned the Falcons. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, those. You those, put them with them. Oh. I, I don't. I. I. Besides, uh, Kyle Pitts, I'm not sure who else. And they have Cordero Patterson coming back, but he's not an elite specimen. He's not an elite player. He's more of a handyman special, good at good at a lot of things, not great at any of them, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, I just I just think it's going to be a tough goal for Marcus Mariota. We're talking about a guy that struggled in 2017 with 13 touchdowns and 15 picks when he had a running game, when he had King Henry, and he had a, a solid offensive line back there. Now you don't give him an offensive line, and you don't give him that type of running back or running game. I'm not sure 
how Mario, uh, Marcus Mariota would be successful. At least I knew Matt Ryan, when you gave him time, he was an accurate thrower of the football. I'm when not sure. you gave him time, they when, couldn't give him any time. But when you give Marcus Mariota time, I'm still not sure if he could consistently deliver the football. He can scramble <laughs> you know? better than Matt Ryan can at almost at 40 years old. Uh, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be enough in that with that roster. I just, I, I don't, I. I like Marcus Mariota. I think he I think he can play if you have some type of talent around him. Do you think he I don't deserves see it. a start in the NFL? I, I, I think he deserves a chance. I think he deserves a chance to fight for a starting gig. Uh definitely. Marcus Mariota, he had some time with You don't uh, think you don't think he's the starter already? Or you, you think they're gonna bring in like a, a rookie or something? it's possible. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would. I'm not hanging my hinges on on Marcus Mariota. If I'm uh, Arthur Smith, there's there's only a couple of times where you be are privileged to be a head coach in this NFL. At the end of the day, teams, uh, the fans are not going to be looking at and saying, you know what, you got Marcus Mariota. We want to give him a chance. It's about results. So you want to be as productive as possible. They got Arthur Smith, and they have a new GM. I forgot. I forgot the new GM's name. He's going to want to make this team uh, a, a better. As as soon as he could, because at the same time, these 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 guys, these gentlemen, their jobs is on the line. So it's a production based business. I wouldn't be surprised if they went ahead and added a rookie in the draft. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, but I, I don't see this this being the year. I think they're going to give Marcus Mariota the chance. And I mm-hmm. think he deserves it after after being a backup with the Raiders for a couple of years, a couple of comments I want to get to here uh, from Kenny says Mariota is the Hawaiian Tyrod Taylor. Uh, quite, quite, quite the assumption. I don't think he has as bad luck as Tyrod Taylor has had in his NFL career. Kendall says the Buccaneers taking the NFC South. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Uh, Kenny, again, Mariota lost his job to Ryan Tannehill. It's true. But if you look at Ryan Tannehill's numbers, even last year, Ryan Tannehill has looked really good in Tennessee. I know we like to beat him up because he played for the Dolphins mm-hmm. and the Buffalo Bills had a lot of success against him. Mm-hmm. He's he's done pretty well for himself in Tennessee. Now, mm-hmm. is he a top five guy? No, no. Mm-hmm. He, he sits in that 10 to 13 range, probably mm-hmm. the same with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. I would probably take Derek Carr over Tannehill. I think, I think that's no doubt about it. Another mm-hmm. comment here from Jim. Yep. Um, everybody has opinions. We appreciate you. That That's not what this show is about. We go around <laughs> the league, 32 teams. Of course, this is our debut. So and we're going, I, comments, got, I got a Buffalo got question. Right? We're going to get back to Buffalo because I got a, I got a question for you. I definitely got and a question. At the end of the day, we're always going to go back to Buffalo. Of course. That, that's of course. what we are. Look behind Rich, built in Buffalo. I got Bruce Smith, our time, all behind me. You know, we, we love the Bills, but that's not what conflict of interest is always about. If, if it's Bills news, you know, all day. It could happen. I'm not telling you it won't. Of course. But, of course. But we like to take a look around everything. Rich, you got a question. I want to hear it. Let's go. Now, we saw, let's get back to some Buffalo Bills talk. We saw or we're, we're witnessing what the Bills are doing in free agency, right? Yep. We all know Brandon Bean. He likes to fill a lot of holes and he likes to go best player available uh-huh. in the NFL draft. So my question, Dan Kelly what is the immediate need for the Buffalo Bills right now? How would you attack this draft? Are you thinking corner? What what position are you thinking? Because I think we're going to disagree here. Are we going to disagree? Because I know we've spoken about it. <laughs> I, I, you, t- I think, you tell I think, me. Um, 
I think the I think the majority immediate need for the Buffalo Bills is at the cornerback position. Check, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why right now, Rich. And and there's two there's two reasons. Number one, Levi Wallace leaves. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, Bills fans kind of like with Tremaine Edmonds, they have. I don't want to say jaded, but I can't think of another word, so I'm gonna go with jaded. A mm-hmm. jaded view on these guys because. Mm-hmm they think that they're bad or that they're not, you know, this good or whatever. The end of the day, Levi Wallace had his best year last year and stepped up when, when Tredavious White went down. Mm-hmm. That That's quite simple. Mm-hmm. Now, did the Bills want him back? I don't think so. I don't think they did. Just based on the contract that he got from the Pittsburgh Steelers, two mm-hmm. years, $8 million, $4 million per year. Now, I was listening to um, WGR on my way to work this morning, as I mm-hmm. always do, and they brought up a great point. It was um, – What's his name? What's his name? Chip. I can't think of his name right now. The source I got this from. Syracuse.com. Syracuse.com. Not Matt. It was Matt Perino. There we go. Matt Matt Perino was on this morning. And he said, if you take an offensive lineman at 25, right? Obviously, the salary for rookies is smaller. Smaller. We'll we'll get to you in a second, Rich. Smaller. you know, compared to NFL stars at that position. But if you take a defensive back and you're paying a defensive back 3.75 million instead of 15 or 20 or however much these guys are going for now, that's a better investment for your money. And what the bills are about right now are getting players who play well for cheap contracts. Immediate need is CB2. And, and another reason, because I can't stop giving you reasons as to why you have to be on board with me, Rich, mm-hmm. they they got an offensive lineman in free agency. We may not know him at all, Greg Mancars, but they didn't sign any cornerbacks. They didn't sign – they signed a safety. You can you can debate with me on Saran Neal if you want. But the, the fact is it, it's cornerback in round one. It's wide receiver somewhere. It's running back somewhere. And it's offensive line too. Offensive line needs to be addressed – between the second and third rounds, because we don't know what's happening with Ryan Bates. I saw a comment about him earlier. You know, the Bills need to re-sign him. Uh, He's visiting with other teams. I know he's speaking to at least three other teams, Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure who he's going to pick or or where he's going to go. That's completely Mm -hmm. up to him. Mm -hmm. They do need to address it, but in the first round, no. I'm going to say the opposite. I think uh, an interior offensive line needs to be addressed. Before, it before, needs we to get, be addressed. before we get to the interior line, and I want to hear your point, but I need to ask you a question before we sure. get to that. Sure. Are you okay going into next season with Dane Jackson as CB2? Uh, especially with Trey White hurt. No, I'm not I'm not comfortable with it. No, I'm not okay with it at all. Are you okay with him as CB1? I'm definitely not okay with it. Okay. <laughs> so now do we know that Trey is gonna be ready by week one? No, we don't. I expect him to be back, but we don't know that. We don't know that. So cornerback is the immediate need, and I'm going to let you take over. I'm going to shut my mouth for a little bit. Now, and listen, I think obviously they're both going to be addressed at some point in the draft. You know what I'm saying? So uh, just just to clear the airways, but you just gave me a speech about how Matt Ryan is not protected. (laughs) We're talking about Josh Allen here. Josh Allen is the engine to the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is the reason Von Miller came 
to the Buffalo Bills. Are you comfortable? Who are you more comfortable with starting? Let me ask you. Dane Jackson or Cody Ford? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Bring it to do me. You, do you mean starting as in Dane Jackson is CB1 or Dane Jackson is CB2? Oh. I'm going to go ahead and play the leverage to my side. So Dane Jackson as CB2, because I'm going to, let's assume, let me assume, just the sake of my argument, that Trey White is going to be ready. So CB2. I'm more comfortable with Dane Jackson. But, but, remember, there's, how many offensive linemen we got? Five. Tackle, guard, center, guard, tackle. Five. Yes. Yes. How many corners are there usually? Two or three. Yeah, I would rather have one of those offensive linemen play bad and have the other pick up for him than have Dane Jackson play bad and get burned for touchdowns. Now, and listen, I I understand the argument totally, but my and I understand even the investment when you think about the investment and the cat figures and the numbers. Yes, that's all fine and dandy. Wait, wait, Rich, 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 question real quick because I see this in the comments and shout out to you, Kenny. CB's a lot deeper than guard in the draft. You get good CB's around two and three, only two great guards this draft. I don't know if they want a guard. And and the Bills are also known for taking players and moving them around all the time, especially on the offensive line. You take somebody at tackle, they play guard. You, you take somebody at center, they play guard. It happens all the time. How how deep is this class? Is that what is that where you're going? That you think that they need to go to go early because it's it's just there's no talent after that round. I, I think it's a combination of things. I think it's because of the lack of talent within the draft in terms of uh, interior offensive linemen. And I'm I'm thinking about my prized possession. I'm thinking about Josh Allen. I, I want and need to protect Josh Allen in, in, in all situations. Now, cornerback is an immediate need. Don't get me wrong. But we have Gregory Rousseau, who's 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 we hope to improve. We signed Von Miller. The reason why we signed Von Miller is because we want to get pressure on the quarterback. So if we can get pressure on the quarterback, that alleviates some pressure in the back end, right? But I don't think you can really hide as much as you have five offensive linemen, you can't really hide Cody Ford. They're going to, the smart defensive coordinators and, and very good defensive fronts are going to take advantage of, of the liability that the Buffalo Mills Buffalo Bills may have within that offensive line, and that is Cody Ford. And we can't forget that Spencer Brown is only in his second year himself. Spencer Brown is didn't come from a a a, a, a power five program in college, so he has a learning curve as well. We can't assume that he's going to be uh, great in his second year. He's going to have a learning curve. So if you ask me right now, if I'm thinking first round right now, I might be leaning towards interior offensive line because I want to protect. My guy, franchise guy, Josh Allen. And there's a word you used there that I need to get back to. But before that, a question from Kendall. But didn't the Bills sign an alignment from the Titans? Yes, they did. Uh, Roger mm-hmm. Saffold, former All-Pro player. Um, it's only one guard. So mm-hmm. far on this team right now, the Buffalo Bills only have two guards. And that is Roger Saffold and, of course, Cody Ford, as Rich mentioned. Another super chat from Izzy. Vaughn will play the Zoe role. Mark my words. I'm I'm assuming you're meaning Lorenzo Alexander with yep. Zoe. Yep. And hey, if if he has the same production as him, I think we'd all be happy. But Rich, you said right now. You said the words right now. You would go 
interior offensive line. Mm -hmm. If the Bills sign Ryan Bates back, are you still on the offensive line board? Or does do you become on my side, right behind me, the real Dan Kelly? Find me mm -hmm. on Twitter, give me a follow. Are mm -hmm. you behind me on that one? So if we if the Buffalo Bills were to re-sign Ryan Bates, who's going around in in his tour, it looks like from the Bears to the Vikings, so forth and so on. If we do sign a, a Ryan Bates back to the Buffalo Bills, I think it becomes truly best player available. Whoever's the best player available when it's time for the Buffalo Bills to draft, then that would be the selection and I would be comfortable with, whether that's corner, interior offensive line, uh, uh, receiver, whatever position, best player available for the Buffalo Bills if Ryan Bates signed. Right now, I'm not comfortable with Cody Ford at all, at all. Mm -hmm. and, and I've been on that train since, since last year. I've been on that train since last year. Who do I want in the draft? People ask me all the time. I want the best football player that we can get at, at that spot. That That's what I want. I really don't care about the position anymore mm -hmm. because the Bills right now, we talked about who has the least talented roster in the NFL, right? Mm -hmm. Buffalo Bills have the most talented roster in the NFL at mm -hmm. this very moment. Mm -hmm. They're the best team. They're, they're, they're the Super Bowl favorite. And do I want to be the Super Bowl favorite? I don't know. I don't like having Vegas on my side personally, but <laughs> – you know, it is what it is. Before we get going, Rich, I want to bring you to one more topic I have for, for us today. Going on about an hour and three minutes here. Of course, you're watching the debut of the Conflict of Interest with the real Dan Kelly and Akeem Richens. If you don't know him, get to know him. But, Rich, it's our last topic of the day. We got to go out with a bang. Yes, sir. Look around the league as free agency continues. There's been deals done by every team, not just the Buffalo Bills, not just the Raiders, not just the Colts, not just anybody. Every team has made signings. I want to hear you give me one winner and one loser, Rich. But before I throw it off to you, I want to tell you there was a signing just before we went on, uh, which was the Miami Dolphins acquiring Teron Armstead, Big, the yeah. former left tackle of the Saints. He's going to be the, the lookout for Tua Tungavailoa moving forward. So, Rich, do you have a winner or a loser, or would you like me to kick this off and, and give it to you afterwards? Yeah, go ahead and kick it off. Let me hear what you got. All right, kick it off. Look around the league as free agency continues. Mm -hmm. um, I want to start with a loser. Uh, Lone Wolf, uh, sort of the re-debut, sort of the debut. This is the first time that we've gone live, and we're going live on a consistent basis. So I, I do appreciate you for remembering conflict of interest from last year, though. We appreciate you. Definitely. A loser from free agency, Rich. And I want to give you two just because just because I'm feeling feisty. Let's hear it. The New England Patriots are a loser in free agency because they lost J.C. Jackson. The only notable signing they've made is the running back formerly of the Green Bay Packers. Drop his name in the chat if you guys have it. I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. And that's the only thing they've done. Now, it's a good signing for them. Is in, I think he's going to fit well. On that team, because they they use backs like that, you know, like a James White and mm -hmm, stuff mm -hmm. like that. But but overall, they've lost because they they haven't gotten their own guys back. Shaq Mason was traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from them. They they just haven't done much, just in general. You haven't mm -hmm. built around Mac Jones. You haven't been signing, you know, big names or any names. The other loser is the Atlanta Falcons, and I know you're going to bring up. Oh well, then how does Mariota? Mm -hmm, Relax. Mm -hmm. It's a different. It's a different. It's a different. Discussion. Different topic. Different topic. The, the Atlanta Falcons uh, also have not done anything. The receivers on their team are not very good. 
Mm-hmm. Ty Montgomery. Thank you. Ty Montgomery was signed by the New England Patriots. The guy who's going to fit in with that culture really well. Appreciate you, Kenny. Um, but but they're a loser for sure. The Falcons, the Patriots. Winners, the Los Angeles Chargers. Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, acquiring guys. Imagine having to line up with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa on the ends. How do, how do you prepare for that game? Another year of Justin Herbert getting better. You know, it a lot. Did they re did they re-get Mike uh, resign Mike Williams as well? The they Chargers? did. They did. That that's another piece. You know what I mean? They're they're a scary team. And and you know, I, I gotta give the Bills a, a W in free agency. I I know it's a little it's a little biased for sure, but I like the moves they've made. Roger Saffold made a lot of sense, of course. I'm super hyped for the Von Miller news. I was at Walmart. Somebody starts texting me. I'm just looking at my phone in complete shock. Like, yep. You you sure? You sure? Von yep. Von Miller, like the only Von Miller in the league. <laughs> yep. Rich. Yep. Winners, losers. You got any from free agency that have come to mind? Uh winner. Uh definitely the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, I don't even think it's a bias kind of thing. I just think I don't. I don't think it is either. But I'm gonna gotta mention yeah. it. You know. Yeah, and um, I think they did a, 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 a an exceptional job this free agency thus far. And, of course, I'm going to go. I have to go Las Vegas Raiders. You As a re- winner. As a winner. You re-sign, you re-sign Max Crosby. You get Chandler Jones on the, on the opposite side as two booking DEs. You get Devontae Adams, uh, the, Derek Carr's former college teammate. I just I, – I think they are winners in free agency. Uh, losers. Uh, free agency loser. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Christian Kirk is not worth all that money. $21 million per season. Evan Ingram one year, $10 million. That's I not think bad. It's, That's it's, not it, bad. It's not bad, but I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's great either. I don't think it's great either. I think they overpaid a lot of players, a lot of average players in Jacksonville to try to be And, and Jacob agrees with you. They brought in these mediocre mediocre exactly. wide receivers for big, big contracts. Big contracts and it just it, it it didn't it didn't make sense to me. So I I have the Jacksonville Jaguars as a loser. And I I and you know what? Another winner, surprisingly, uh I I like what the New York Jets did. I like okay. what the New York Jets did. They have get off, get off my my stream. Get, yeah. you can you can get the hell out real quick. You know they, they got this, they, they got the cornerback from the Seattle Seahawks, Reed. Uh, I think his name is DJ Reed. He he looks like an exceptional young corner. They got CJ Uzama. Uh, they they selected uh they 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 got a couple of tight. They got another tight end, the Minnesota Vikings tight end, who is very underrated. I I think his name is Tyler Conklin. Uh, I I like what the New York Jets did in terms of improving their team. I don't think they're they're a great team by any stretch of the imagination, but I think they they went about their free agency a lot smarter than the Jacksonville Jaguars. And agreed. Uh, I don't think the Jets have done all that well, to be honest with you. I, I kind of put them in the middle. Another loser brought up here by, excuse me, trying to find it. Kenny. Kenny's very active in the chat right now. The Cowboys are losers, man. They, they try to re-sign their defensive end, Randy Gregory. Mm-hmm. He says, nah, nah, buddy, I'm out of here. Deuces. Yep. I'm going to Denver. Denver. Second mm-hmm. time it's happened. Second time that player's wore 94. Second time that player's gone to the Denver Broncos, yep. which is pretty crazy. Yep. Um, crazy stuff right there. And then they miss out on Vaughn, hometown boy, born in Dallas. And they don't send anybody else. They, they haven't really made any moves. So the Cowboys, a definite loser. 
If you want to go another winner, we got another comment from Kenny, who's very active in the chat. Cincinnati Bengals go out and protect and burrow. You mentioned protecting Allen. They mm-hmm. get three good offensive linemen to come in, help out. Okay. Okay. Um, the NFC is, is a division that you want to be in right now. Because if you're a good team, hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> congratulations. You're the best team in the NFC. Yes. I like it, man. I like it. We're going on hour and eight minutes. We still got a bunch of people here, Rich. We're going one more topic. I'm I'm not done with you yet. We talked about the Atlanta Falcons, and we talked about a little bit about Marcus Mariota. Matt Ryan makes makes the Colts. He makes them better than what Carson Wentz made them, right? But how? Just how much better are the Colts? Because you you said the Raiders are better than the Colts. Uh, I think the Colts are going to be a competitive ball club. Uh, how compare? So the re the reason why is is real funny because the Raiders, I think the Raiders are better than the Colts. Obviously, the games have to be played, but the Colts are in a better situation because they're in the AFC South. They're in a a winnable division with the team that they have. The only team they may ha- they have to worry about is the Tennessee Titans, which was and- the number one seed in the NF in the NFL last year. Yes, they w- yes they was they was, but. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts almost made the playoffs last year, and just missed out. Would have been a would have been a team that would have been really scary to hit. Yeah, but I I think I think Matt Ryan gives them a better chance than than Carson Wentz. You're talking about a team that uh, they had some injuries along the offensive line, but I think they have one of the better offensive lines in football. They have a a, a good running game, and I think Carson Wentz was asked. Not to blow the game for the Colts. I think Matt Ryan, once he gets protection, he can win some game. A little bit of Tyrod game. Taylor, a little bit of Tyrod Taylor. A little, football. A little bit, a little bit, don't, a little don't bit. Lose us the game. I like the situation Matt Ryan's in with the Indianapolis Colts. I think, like you said, if he gets protected, if he gets some protection back there, and I think he will in the Indian with the Indianapolis Colts, he can. Uh, he has the accuracy to to do some things. Matt Ryan, sixty-seven percent completion percentage last year, almost four thousand yards. So. um uh, I I really like the Matt Ryan acquisition to, and durable guy too. Talking about an Iron Man, durable guy missed what uh, three games in fourteen seasons. Matt Ryan, so what it looks like. Yeah, I, I I like the acquisition for the Colts. I'm I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take you the opposite way, but not much. Okay, because I I think it makes the Colts better. Yes, but how long can you do this? How long can you do this carousel of bringing in vet after vet? Is Carson Wentz a vet? I guess you can you can argue with me on that. He's not a good vet. <laughs> we can have that argument for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, you want to bring up his 67% completion percentage. How about I bring up the fact that he threw for 3,900 yards, which is the least amount of yards he's thrown for since 2010. Interesting. That's interesting. Least, least amount of touchdowns since, looks like, 2017. Mm-hmm. Like, 12, 12 interceptions, not not terrible for a guy like him because he he's usually he usually sits around the 12 mark. He's actually hit the 12 mark, it looks like four times in his career. Mm-hmm. So it happens. He makes them better, but I still don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. It would be smarter. I don't know because I'm I'm obviously not the GM of the Colts. Again, a position I'd love to have. Mm-hmm. Call me. Um <laughs> I don't know because they're in a tough position. They got such a good team, mm-hmm. such a good football team. Mm-hmm. But no leader. Can Matt Ryan be that guy? I don't know. A couple of years ago, maybe I will be more on board with this move. A third round pick to give up for him is nothing, though. Right. Absolutely right. nothing. Right. right. Might as well. You need a quarterback, a third round pick. Sure. Go ahead. I'll do it. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, like it, man. we appreciate all of you in the comments for coming out, hanging out with us on the debut of the conflict of interest. I'm the real Dan Kelly. That's Akeem. We we appreciate all of you. Weekly episodic show, 8:30 every single Tuesday. Rich, sign us off. Conflict of interest. Myself, A Rich, Akeem Richens, the real Dan Kelly, each and every Tuesday, 8:30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we agree to definitely disagree. And that's what you're gonna get on this show. Uh, obviously we are major Buffalo Bills fans. We're not going to shy away from the Buffalo Bills talk. There's going to be a lot of Buffalo Bills discussions, but like Dan alluded to earlier, we're going to talk about other topics as well. If there are interesting topics going on around the NFL, we will discuss it. I believe other brands, uh, other shows do a great job of, of talking about the Buffalo Bills and we don't want to be that redundant show. So we just want to mix it up a little bit, add some spices and some different flavors. And those spices and flavors are our thoughts around the rest of the NFL. So please, uh, we thank everybody for watching. Please continue to tune in. Conflict of interest, the real Dan Kelly, A. Rich, Akeem Richards. We're signing off. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Izzy, Wagner's available because Russ is trying to get him to Denver. And that's our last point. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Go Bills. Go Bills.